the Cannabis Sales Me Podcast, episode 104. You're listening to the Cannabis Heals Me podcast, where we explore the real stories of real people who have discovered the profound healing properties of the cannabis plant in their own lives. Find more at CannabisHealsMe.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Cannabis Heals Me podcast. Yes, I do realize that I am a week late with this podcast episode, and I would really like to blame the coronavirus for why I have been late, standing in lines, waiting for toilet paper. But that is not the reason that the episode did not come out last week. Most folks don't realize that there are multiple tax deadlines, and on March 15th, there's a tax deadline for S-corporations and partnerships, any type of organization that sends out a K-1 to other people, have to have their tax returns filed by March 15th. So I was busy last week working on business tax returns as well as personal tax returns and just didn't have time to get the episode edited and aired in time. I thought about putting this episode out on Thursday of last week, but I didn't want my timing to get off, so I decided just to wait until this Monday to put out the episode. But you're in luck this week because I'm actually going to have a Thursday episode as a follow-up to today's episode. Our guest today is Sarah Morris, and the way I got in contact with Sarah was rather fortuitous. I was scheduled to do an interview with Ted Metz, who was on a couple episodes back. And when I reached out to him on Skype, he's like, well, I've got somebody coming in today I think you should talk to. And so when Sarah showed up, he sprung it on her that she should talk to me and she agreed to it. And I feel very fortunate that I was able to speak to her. Sarah has dysautonomia as a result of vaccine injury from when she was a child. So she's coming on to talk about her experiences with that disease and how cannabis helps her. And during the course of the conversation, we also talk about vaccine injury and what that looks like. And I had been looking for someone to come on the show for a while to talk about the subject of vaccine injury. As most of you who have listened to the show for any length of time know I approach the medical cannabis or the use of cannabis period as a bodily autonomy issue that we have the right to put into our bodies what we want to put into our bodies. And on the flip side of that, you've got vaccines. And there's been a push from government in several states in this country where the government, in all of its knowledge, the same government that lies to us about a plant, is now trying to force people to inject things into their body. I don't have real strong opinions about vaccines, but I do have very strong opinions about what people tell me I can or must put into either myself or my child. So I wanted to have somebody come on and talk to us about potential consequences from vaccines because we rarely hear about that. And and the only ways that we hear about it is if you don't get a vaccine, then you make everybody sick with the measles. So I wanted to have someone come on and talk to us about it from maybe the other side of that argument, someone who has been personally affected. And the fact that Sarah just fell into my lap was just kind of like a sign from above. Okay, it is time to go ahead and talk about this. So wanted to go ahead and give you guys a trigger warning in case you are of the mindset that everybody should be vaccinated, no ifs, answer, buts. Well, let's look at it from Sarah's perspective, what happened to her because of vaccine injury. So without further delay, let's welcome Sarah to the program. Susan, welcome to the program. Hey, it's, it's Sarah. Sarah, um, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm so... No, you're fine. You're fine. Sarah, yeah, it would probably help if I actually called you the right name, right? <laughs> Only if you want me to come for dinner, you know Oh what my I mean? gosh, like, I, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, the, I'm sorry, I'm the world's worst with names. I could have swore it was Susan. And I get on my son all the time because he's terrible with names too, but I'm just <laughs> as guilty of it as he is. You're fine, you're so, fine. So, okay, I'll remember it going forward. Yeah, well, I think I'd go ahead and stop you there. That way you didn't have to edit out too much. Yeah, that would be bad if I went through the whole episode calling you the wrong name. That would be absolutely horrible. (laughs) Well, at least we got out of the way. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, let's say, Sarah, welcome to the program. (laughs) Hi. Um, I, uh, so I want to kind of, what started all this, uh, when I was a, a, child, I was born premature. And because of that, my mother waited to vaccinate for six months. And when I got vaccinated, um, I had a reaction to the Tdap vaccine. I'm going to interrupt you for just yeah, a second. What mm-hmm. is Tdap? Because I, I have no medical background. And uh, the only 
you know, I know about like MMR and stuff like that. So, yeah. So the Tdap is the one that protects against um, pertussis. Uh, I can't remember. I know that I know for a fact that I got full blown pertussis from it. But oh, the wow. T, yeah, um, actually, uh, the Tdap is to prevent you from. Let's see here. It's that that diphtheria. Uh, tetanus and pertussis so it's all together and um, it's a live vaccine and what happened with me is I actually got full-blown pertussis and then pneumonia and it nearly killed me oh wow and how old were you at this time I was about six months old and my mother she was a pediatric nurse and so she called the CDC she's like how did this happen Um, we were fully vaccinated all my family was vaccinated I was vaccinated Uh, finally the CDC admitted to her that it was from the vaccine itself that it was a live vaccine and we just continued um, on schedule to get normal vaccinations. And what it ended up doing was damaged my nervous system, my autonomic nervous system, resulting in something called dysautonomia, which is a dysfunction of the autonomic nervous system. And that controls all, all function of your body. So breathing, um, your ability to maintain blood pressure, heart rate, digestion, your rest and recovery, your fight and flight responses. I mean, basically everything that your body is, it's the motherboard of your body. So, yeah. so if that gets damaged, then you are up a creek. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, with me, uh, we just continued because again, we assumed that they were safe. Of course, you know, she would know about it. She was a nurse if, if they weren't safe, right? Well, Unfortunately, that wasn't true. And um, it got, we got, I got worse and worse and worse. The first time I remember blacking out, I was five years old. And again, we, we continued just not knowing. And uh, long story short, I ended up developing so much pain from dysautonomia in itself. You can have, um, it can also cause a hypermobility. It just, it messes up your entire. <sighs> On, on a DNA level, it, it, it damages you. And so it causes something called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, yeah. which is um, hypermobility. Um, it's just, there, there's a lot to this. Um, so I, I want to keep it kind of short because I, I want to stick to what, how it helps me. So because dysautonomia can affect your ability to digest, sometimes that means pills just don't work. Like my body just won't metabolize them or either I won't digest them. So with me, using cannabis has been a way to to calm my nervous system down while also not having the extra side effects from other pharmaceuticals that if I did notice that I took anything, I was plagued with side effects. So um, I came to actually use cannabis out of desperation. I was so sick. I I bought the whole line of, you know, like reefer madness <laughs> and all of that. And I remember, um, so I, you know, I've been sick for a long time. I remember uh, when I was a teenager, I was literally praying, <laughs> praying, you know, God, don't let me lose my mind, <laughs> you know, while wow. I, while I, you know, I was, I was, I was terrified, but I was so sick that I was desperate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fine after I, after I used it and I actually realized how much it helped with the nausea and the pain. And, um, it's, it's been a blessing. It truly has been. And every doctor that I, that I see now, um, they even know how much it helps me and how much pharmaceuticals have failed me and many people like me. It's amazing in not a great way. It's amazing how ignorant people can be. Um, and it's also awesome how much it's, like I said, the benefits are, are endless as far as with me go, you know, with my body. You said you got full-blown pertussis as a child after you had the Tdap vaccine. Did your symptoms get worse after each vaccination? Or- yes, ma'am. Yes, they sure did. I actually, I was plagued with chronic illness my whole life. Um, chronic ear infections. Um, I'm talking like seven ear surgeries on my left ear alone. Oh, um, wow. Eardrums. And come to find out all of this was um, bronchial infections. Um, I mean, just all of this was on the inserts, but we had never seen an insert. Um, but otitis media is how they hide, um, how they hide middle ear infections. And uh, it's just like I said, it's all because we didn't know, all because my, my mom just didn't know enough to to read an insert. She was never given one, and she had no reason to question. We just thought I was sickly, so I went 30 years um, without being correctly diagnosed. Come to find out, I was fighting for my life, but we didn't know it. Did they blame your chronic illness on the fact that you were a preemie? No. They just said I was sickly. Mm-hmm. They just, oh, she just bad luck. 
you know, just truly bad luck. And um, that is actually not true. Come to find out there's different genetic mutations that can make you more susceptible to, you know, vaccine injury. And I have one of those, the MTHFR um, genetic mutation, and it's common. And that's what's so sad about this is these things are common. These side effects are common. The way that it, it manifests in people is what varies. And that's what makes it such a, a gray area. So for me, it damaged my nervous system causes uh, syncope, which is listed on the inserts as well. And <laughs> it's funny because they put um, issues with the nervous system. That's what they put for the nervous system. But like, yeah, things like arthritis, things like autoimmune diseases, all this is listed. We just, you got to look and you got to look at the manufacturer's inserts. You can't look from the CDC or the FDA because they don't give you the full, um, you know, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's crazy. It really is. Yeah. So there are certain genetic mutations that people have that make them more susceptible to being injured by the things that are in vaccines. Are, are there specific chemicals or preservatives or whatever that they put into vaccines that react within the human Honestly, body? Because I, I, I've heard about vaccine injury, but right. everybody poo-poos it. So I'm not well versed in it. So I'm you know, if you've, if this is something you've lived that, you know, maybe you can yeah, shed a little so light on this. Here's, here's what I've learned. And this is all, you know, you, you can, you can research. Um, I like to get things from the horse's mouth. So, um, with, with vaccinations, they are made from, uh, and you can actually look this up. Stanley Plotkins was, uh, under oath has sworn in. He's like the grandfather of vaccines or something. I don't know all the, all the names or all the terminology, but I know what I know. And, um, he's under oath saying that you have to, basically harvest a live baby. And so these children have been sacrificed to science. I'm just going to say it like that. Animals too. And they grow the the viruses in those tissue, in that DNA, and they inject us with that DNA. And honestly, how can our body not have an autoimmune response? If we are injecting DNA that is totally different than ourselves, if we get blood from someone else, we have to make sure there's a blood match because your body has a physiological response. That's not what we're doing with, with vaccines. And so it's not just the, the tissues from from children, it's the tissues from animals as well as the viruses that go along with them. And that's where a lot of our chronic illnesses are coming from. I mean, come on, this is, we are sick. Like everyone is sick from some kind of weird autoimmune neurological cardiovascular i mean it, it's musculoskeletal dysfunction and i truly believe it has to do with what is in the vaccines and you know obviously there's there's different dyes and aluminum and stuff like that but and allergies and eczema yeah allergies and eczema arthritis like i mean it's it's truly it's it's endless how much they really are affecting us, but no one wants to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And, and then if you do talk about it, people want to shut you down. Exactly. It's like a, there's this, there's this glaze that comes over the people's eyes when you, when you mention vaccine and then they just start regurgitating what they've been taught their whole lives. And the, the fact is, is that you can't argue like what happened with me. It's proven in autonomic testing. It's, I mean, I, I now have a central line that's fed into my heart <laughs> in order to try to keep my vitals more stable. So you have uh, a, like a pick line, right? Yeah, it's actually, it's called a Groshong line. This is my third line. I've had a pick line, I've had a port, and now I have a Groshong line. So um, it, I, I was so sick, I needed home health care every single day. These injuries are catastrophic, and no one's getting compensated for them because we don't know. If you don't know that, that you were vaccine injured within three years, you can't seek compensation from vaccine court. Really? And, yeah, and what's even crazier is that the government in 1986 took away liability for va vaccine manufacturers. So our government took liability from the manufacturers and said, you know what? It's fine. If you're killing people, if you're hurting people, it's fine. You can, the people can come to the vaccine court through the government and no one even knows that they're vaccine injured until years later, most of the time, which is why I share my story because no one should have to live like this. It's, it's, it's corrupt on a whole, on a whole nother. I, I don't even think that they're beneficial anymore, to be honest with you. I think that they wanted to make customers and they have. Well, yeah, especially if they're, they're creating all these autoimmune disorders because those are lifetime problems that people have to deal with. 
Right. And that's kind of why cannabis is such a big threat to them, you see, because it's something that they, you know, they'll try to put a patent on, but it's something that, you know, <laughs> I believe God put, put on this earth for us to use. And it's been something that has been the most advantageous thing that I could say that I've, you know, that I, that I can use, but I have no point, no choice at this, at this point. Um, I was down to a size two, wow. <laughs> like, which is hardly a size for me. Um, uh, just being so sick. And, uh, I mean, w- what do you do? Do you just, do you just roll over and die or do you try to save your life? And that's where this decision came from. And, you know, I, I have, I had the license through the state and all of that, but, but, but the point is, is that the stigma should not be here. Um, it, the fact that it can, you know, be inhaled is for someone like me, if my stomach isn't working, it doesn't matter what pills I take. <laughs> it's not going to work. I really, I appreciate that we have it. And I, I, I want other people to, to understand how important it is for us to all keep our rights, not just about being able to treat our, our ailments as, as we see fit, but also to say no to, to vaccinations if we don't feel like it's right for us. Because, that, that genetic mutation that I mentioned, 50% of the world's population has it. Oh, wow. So it's it's really common then. Yes. And I, I mean, you can't tell me they didn't know this. They knew this. They knew this. But again, it's all about the money. It's all about the customers. And I do believe it is about um, control. Because if you can keep people sick, then you can keep them oppressed. And I mean, you know, I've got pumps and, and bags of fluid that I have to get through insurance company and, you know, everything else. It's just it, it, they don't make money off of well people. They make money off of sick people. How long did you suffer with this condition before you actually were diagnosed with it? 30 years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was passing out. I mean, honestly, I just thought I was a weak person. I knew that I was a strong person, but I thought that, you know, I don't know how everyone else does it because I'm just blacking out over here. And when you are in that position, you really start to think, you know, is something wrong with me mentally? Well, they checked all that out too. (laughs) And I'm fine. My mother had me tested. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we've we've gone through all the avenues because that's the first thing that they say when you have a problem that can't be, um, it can't be diagnosed just, you know, right away. And it, it takes a little while to be, um, to be diagnosed with it. People have this tendency to, um, to poo-poo it and to say, oh, well, it must be in your head. And it's psychosomatic. So, you know, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Well, no, actually, I would say the majority of these people who are not getting correctly diagnosed is because the doctors, if they would even just read the inserts to the vaccines that nearly everyone in this country and in this world has gotten, they would see it goes hand in hand. These chronic issues are manufactured. They really are. Now, when did you start pursuing cannabis as medicine? Um, I was 16. Uh, I had been in a in a horrible car accident. Um, my chest was ripped apart by the seatbelt. Oh, my gosh. Pectoral- yeah, pectoralis major, pectoralis minor, and latissimus dorsi. And it ruptured my um, the muscles and ripped the nerves. So it caused a lot of pain. And wow. that made... Yeah, and that made the dysfunction with my nervous system because that was a trauma and that was more more stress on my nervous system. Oh man, it just I went downhill so quick. I went from, you know, just fighting through being dizzy and passing out on occasion to passing out constantly. I, I had no choice at, at that age. And that's where, like I said, I was praying. I was I was afraid. <laughs> I was praying over this stuff before before I used it. And then I was like, wait. Like I, like wait a minute. Like I, I, I just, I just did this horrible drug, but I, I know what I'm doing, and everything is fine. And I, I, you know, it, it wasn't anything like they said it was. And the relief that I got from it, from the pain and the nausea, was extraordinary. To where I would even talk about it to you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, otherwise, if it didn't help me, I would not be here. You know. Right. Now, I'm assuming that at 16 years old, you didn't tell your mother what you were doing. Actually, um, I, I ended up telling her. Really? Because I was, I was to that point, um, she knew how sick I was, especially after the accident. How, how And I mean, you know, of course, no one wants to break the law, first off. Like, it's just, I mean, but <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a position where I had no choice. Many things have saved my life, but that is absolutely one of the, one of the top. I, I couldn't lie to my mother about it because it was so beneficial to me. 
Um, it was so life-changing to me that I felt an obligation to be honest with her, but also to, to kind of spread awareness with, Hey, you know, like this isn't what they said it was and it really helped. So. And what was her reaction when you told her, because, you know, she's in the medical profession and probably never saw this plant as a having medicinal benefits. She, and actually, and it's crazy because you would think that after the reaction to the Tdap that she would have questioned them. But when you are in the system, you are so indoctrinated. So kind of like with, with vaccines, she still believed and she still kind of believed that cannabis was, you know, that was, that was illegal. And that was a, that was a drug. And, you know, she didn't really, um, she wasn't mad at me, but she was hesitant. She was very, you know, she knew, she knew that I was not a liar and that I wouldn't make it up. So I appreciate the relationship that I have with my mother, but it would, there was still a little hesitancy, but she finally, came around and actually she has MS and oh wow yeah it's funny because that's also neurological disorders are also side effects to vaccinations so she came to find out uh, that it helped with her MS symptoms and due to to money of course you know (laughs) there's only there's only so much that we have to to spend and even if it's on medicine you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip right so um so but she did try and she saw uh, a lot of benefits from it. So I wish that I wish this was easier for everyone to to treat themselves because th- you see that that's the whole thing though. If if they legalized it, then we would be able to treat ourselves and break away from 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 the pharmaceutical companies grasp, uh, which is what they don't want, which is why this is this push is even here. It's not about our freedom, it's about their control. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the bottom line of most government regulations is about controlling the population. I, I really um, what I what I deal with on a daily basis, I wouldn't want for anyone. Yeah. Well, walk us through a normal day for you, because I think people are probably not understanding the the scope of how this affects your life on a daily basis. Sure. The nervous system basically it controls all the body's organs, including our cardiovascular system. So the muscles in our arteries, the the veins, everything receives autonom- autonomic innervation, which that um, that modulates, you know, what it's going to do. If it's going to be tight or if it's going to be loose, that's where the rest and recovery or fight and flight responses are. Um, so with me, a day for me is um, I wake up and I hook up to my pump, which I have to do anywhere between one to three liters of fluid a day. It's very heavy, but that can increase my blood volume, which can help with some of the blood pressure and heart rate fluctuations. Because what happens is I vasculate so rapidly and so drastically between high and low blood pressure, high and low heart rate, that it makes you black out, which again, that's that syncope um, terminology that they use on the inserts. So it's all about preventing that. Um, you have to wear compression hose. That's another thing. Again, you know, the, ins- the insurance doesn't pay for compression hose, but they're $125 a pair. You're supposed wow. to have anywhere between two and six pairs at a time. And um, again, you know, it's medically necessary because the, the blood pools in my extremities. So if I'm standing up, my legs will turn purple and my upper body will be white. And that will also cause me to black out because the blood volume is not to my brain. It's not to heart the way it needs to be. So it makes Sarah a dull girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, but uh, lots of migraines, lots of um, you go into shock a lot, like literal shock, convulsing uh, seizures a lot of the times, brain fog. If, I, if I'm grabbing for words, it's, it's likely because the blood is not in my brain like it should be to where the recall isn't there. Brain fog is a huge, a lot of chronic fatigue. It's honestly, we would need more than an hour, I think, to go over it all. But a lot of people struggle from gastroparesis and feeding tubes and um, a lot of nerve pain, uh, again, hypermobility in your joints. So like my hips dislocate all the time. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, just a lot of, a lot of pain. Uh, but this affects every every organ of the, of the body, including the adrenals and your adrenals. I mean, if, Hey, if you don't take care of them, that's what keeps you alive. So, you know, I, I fought to get my adrenals, um, uh, 
what's the word? I fought to, fought to get my my adrenals healed to the point to where I'm no longer in total adrenal insufficiency, and I thank God for it. But um, it's just <laughs> you can't control your body temperature either. Wow. So um, if you get too hot, that's obviously an issue. Also, hypothermia. I will become hypothermic just sitting in someone's house. Actually, while I was over here at Ted's house, yeah, I, I mean, he he saw me turn white and just start shaking, and I could not get warm enough. And he he wasn't. We we're not living in the Arctic, you know. Yeah, you're in Georgia for crying out loud. Exactly. So the fact that my body just couldn't handle even a little bit of air conditioner is it's it's so indicative as to how jacked up my nervous system is, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, but yeah, th- there's so much, um, even the, the pupil dilation and constriction, your salivatory glands, I mean, everything that you don't have to think for your body to, to take care of is what your nervous system does. And it's basically, it's on the fritz for me, you know, but honestly, this stuff happens more common. It, it's more common than we even know. It really is. And I, I hope that I'm doing any of this justice, to be quite honest with you. When you were finally diagnosed with dysautonomia? Dysautonomia. Very good. Dysautonomia. Okay. (laughs) Uh, When you were finally diagnosed with that, did, at the time of your diagnosis, did they say, well, this is a result of vaccines, or did they say something else was the cause of it? He, um, the doctor now he's, he's been since retired. Um, he told me I'd had dysautonomia and I was asking him, you know, do I need a flu shot or anything? Cause you know, everyone always asked. And he said, I, if I were you, I would never get another vaccine in my life. And, um, miraculously I became pregnant and I, I was asking him, you know, what about vaccines for my child? And he said, I would never, I don't ever get another vaccine. And he mm-hmm. did not say anything more than that, but he let me know there was no shadow of doubt in his mind as to what caused this. And then when I actually went on the Dysautonomia International Organization's website under POTS, which is posterior orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, that's one form of dysautonomia. It actually has on the causes vaccines, but it is buried in their website. Yes, it's buried because again, where does all the money come from for all the research? Right. Right. Yeah. And you don't want to, you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they just kind of bury it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But, but it's there. And it's also, like I said, I like to get things from the horse's mouth. So it's on the inserts. It's on the inserts from the horse's mouth, from the manufacturers. It says syncope, issues with the nervous system, arthritis. It, I mean, these are, it's, they're numerous issues and they are so common. Every, everyone that I meet is, is messed up in some kind of way. And I'm not saying all issues are from it, but I would say the, the majority of it. And I know that that's a, a large statement, but if people would actually look, they would see that this is not a reach here. Yeah. Well, if the genetic mutation that causes this reaction to vaccines is found in over 50% of the people, that would explain a lot of the autoimmune disorders that we're experiencing yes. and seeing today. Yes, and neurological disorders like Parkinson's and MS and things like that. What studies have shown is they damage the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve is, is, is you know, it's, it's called the wandering nerve. So it goes, it, it touches every organ in your body and it, its whole purpose is to to maintain homeostasis, you know, so that is your nervous system and these vaccines just totally damage it. And, uh, we got to stop it. How can we keep going at the rate that we're going? We have the highest infant mortality rate. This is unacceptable for us to be in modern day times and all these scientific advances and medical advances. Why, why are we so sick? It's because we we are we're injecting with like I said it's foreign DNA it's viruses and foreign DNA from animals so I mean they, they don't take out the viruses that I mean all of us carry viruses every single day that's how it's same thing with bacteria we we have that in us all the time it's just whether or not it's again if our body does not have homeostasis then then we can get sick and then we can spread it to other people but these vaccines are are totally totally responsible for for most of the things that you see right now and i just i hope that people will look i really do 
I guess I'll play devil's advocate a little. Mm-hmm. Because there are people, well, most people are probably skeptical of claims that vaccines cause injuries. Oh. Are there any other reasons why you would have dysautonomia? What are some of the other causes of dysautonomia? Um, genetic mutations. Mm-hmm. So again, you know, kind of on the same. Some people say uh, trauma. So, um, but again, if you, if you think about it, a trauma can be chemical trauma, it can be physical trauma, it can be emotional trauma. So it's kind of a perfect storm. So like with me, I had the vaccine injury, I didn't know it, but then when I had the trauma of the car accident, then it really got worse. And then because I was still ignorant to the fact that I was not doing well with vaccines, I continued. I got the HPV vaccine and started having full-blown seizures, like seeing and everything. Yes, ma'am. I I would... Highly recommend everyone not get that Um, and to really stand up for our rights, because right now our congressmen are trying to take away religious exemptions. In any other instance, if we've got something like, okay, so I went to the, I have heartburn every now and then, and I really like ranitidine because that works well for my heartburn. Once you get heartburn, you can take it and it goes away in like 30 minutes. Zantac is the brand name. And so I went to the store the other day to get some renitine and like the shelf at Walgreens was empty. So I go to CVS, the shelf at CVS is empty. The spot where it should go is yeah. just gone. I'm like, Side okay, what? they probably pulled it. <laughs> what is the deal here? So I, so I Googled it and apparently the FDA had said that there's a possibility that when renitidine is heated above this, to this abnormally high temperature that you would never experience in the human body it can cause cancer or something like that. So just based on that little, this, you know, hypothetical situation that probably is never, ever going to happen within a human body, unless you're like the human torch from the Fantastic Four, right? <laughs> uh, you're not going to get cancer from renitidine. But but just this whiff that there could be a, a cancer-causing component of this, it, it's yanked from the shelves. And the FDA didn't even say, hey, you got to take it off the shelves. They just issued this. And, and so it's like a CYA for all these companies. But then when you get, you know, on the vaccine side, when there is some potential information that for people with this genetic mutation, it could cause these side effects. Everybody just sticks their head in the sand and they, they just completely ignore it. And look, if they want to, it's totally up to them. I, I understand because that's what I did. And that's what my mom did until we couldn't ignore it anymore. But if I, 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 I warn people because if we continue, if we continue to ignore what people are saying, what parents are saying, we're all at risk because if we don't stand up, it, it's, it's, it's ignorant to believe that we're not going to be affected at some point because they're not just going to stop with the children mandating child vaccines, childhood right. vaccines. They're going to say, oh, well, the adults haven't been vaccinated in a long time. So if people don't care about it now, they will later. And if we don't stand up now, it's going to be too late because right now, like I said, Congress is trying to take away religious exemptions for, um, for the man to use mandatory vaccines. And, <laughs> these injuries are happening and nobody knows that they're injuries. They just think it's just some weird, you know, common, you know, it, it's just a fluke that I, that my son got meningitis and almost died. <laughs> it's just, it's just a crazy fluke. No, it's, it's, it's an, in, it's an injury and people need to start asking questions and researching and stop just listening to what their doctors say, because it will happen to, to them or someone that they know if this continues, because injuries happen in one in 39 people. Wow. Yeah. Harvard did a, um, a study recently. I think it was last year. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but they saw that one in 39 people were adversely affected when they actually used the inserts from the manufacturer to guide them. So that should wait. I mean, that, that was sobering to me. Yeah. That's a pretty huge statistic from, from a well-respected organization. Can you send me a link to that? I'd love to, to read that. And then also put it in the show notes for today's episode. Sure. So I guess inhalation is probably the method of delivery that works best for you since yes. your uh, intestinal system is not super reliable. Right. And even like with pain medication, like <laughs> I have to chew them up and hope that they work, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's been the most beneficial thing for me, especially with the nausea. Um, it's, 
and with depression, because obviously when you're sick and you're in chronic pain, it is, it's taxing on your, on your soul, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. It's, just, it's exhausting. I mean, I'm 34 years old. I've been fighting for my life most of my life and severe and chronic pain and cannabis has, has definitely helped. It, it's not only helped, but it's, I would say it sustained me in in many ways. I I know I would have died if 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 not for it. I was whittling down to absolutely nothing. I could not eat, and that's when I I had stopped because I was like, well, I just don't want to break the law. Well, I still don't want to break the law, but I need to live. Now, have you ever had to be on IV nutrition? Um, actually, I, that's what I'm fighting to not do. I do not okay. get on TPN. I do not want to get a feeding tube. I because don't that's want- the prognosis on IV nutrition is pretty bleak. Exactly. That's exactly why I'm fighting against it. And that's exactly why we're supposed to push back on these diagnoses, on these diagnoses. When we don't, we, we become that label and then it just drowns us. And look, I'm a fighter. We have to be a fighter. If we're not going to fight for our own lives, we're going to lose it. Um, But but to just accept that I'm sick and that this is just the way that it goes and that I'm going to have to get a feeding tube is not acceptable for me. It can be very expensive to to maintain our bodies, but it's worth every penny. And I highly suggest everyone to research medications before taking them, research alternative methods, because you just never know what will work. And um, about the the um, the antacid that you were telling me about, um, I'm pretty sure that it's it caused um, osteoporosis as well, uh-huh. and, and different cancers. And it wasn't just because of a high temperature. Like there's there's a lot of misinformation they would love to keep out there. But I do want to tell you, I know this is kind of off subject, but take aloe vera juice because it it healed um, it healed ulcers that I had. I was taking like the high the strongest antacid that you can buy. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing was working and so I just I wanted to share that with you cuz I hate people to suffer. So well, I don't I don't get it that often, but we were about to head out on a cruise and I'm like I'm probably going to get heartburn at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, th- these things are not um, even Benadryl. I had to be on IV Benadryl um, for adhesive allergies. And again, when you have a, a line, you have to put a tagaderm, which is a, a clear film over the, the site to keep it, you know, sterile. Well, I started experiencing horrible memory loss, like to the point where I was freaked out. I started researching. They know that it causes early onset dementia and early onset Alzheimer's. And the reason why they don't talk about it is because it was grandfathered in when the FDA was established. And so they just continue to say it's fine. It's absolutely fine. And they, they recommend it to pregnant women and children all the time. And it absolutely grieves me to hear because of what it did to me. And now I'm like, uh, uh-uh, like I will do anything else. Give me anything else, but don't give me Benadryl, please. <laughs> so yeah, the, the FDA does some pretty shady stuff yes. and yet we're supposed to trust, trust them. them, you know, the, the, and that's the thing that, that, that irritates me is that, you know, a lot of people want the FDA, of course, now the FDA is supposed to oversee CBD products and everybody's like, oh, well, we should have it regulated by the FDA. And I'm like, the <laughs> FDA sucks, dude. Yeah. And I honestly, I don't know if I would trust it at that point. <laughs> exactly. It's like how many palms have been greased in order to get this thing through the process? Yeah. And honestly, I think that they would have to, um, the only word I can come up with is molest. They would have to molest the plant to the point to where it would no longer be the whole plant and their yes. benefits would be lost. And so again, it's, it's not about helping or healing. It's about controlling people. And look, I still use certain medications. I, I have no choice right now, but you better believe that I know um, to, to research and to, we've got to fight for our freedoms. We've got to fight for our rights. Our ancestors did this. If we don't start standing up, I, I just, we've got to, people have to wake up. People have to wake up. Hey, if anyone has any doubts, they can even look, um, as far as my dysautonomia caused by a vaccine injury, the national vaccine injury table. Okay. That is the federal government's injury table that they established. I know, Tucker, that they established um, for if you had injuries, you had to fit into these certain um, certain categories. And syncope is listed for nearly every single vaccine injury. Syncope, again, is blacking out. That's what I've done all my life. And so 
the federal government even admits this. The manufacturers admit this. So for people to refuse to admit this is, or to acknowledge it is, is willful ignorance at this point. They really need to think. We kind of just take for granted. We're like, oh, well, the government put their stamp of approval on this, so everything's okay. We can we can carry on. We don't have to do any research for ourselves. We don't have to take any responsibility on ourselves to research this and find out more about it. If the government's put its stamp of approval on it, then it must be a-okay. Right. I mean, honestly, let's think about it here. This is the same. I mean, <laughs> I have to tell you, I, I was eight years old when I knew the FDA was full of it. And what it took me to see that was, you know, the microwave dinners that we used to put like in the, like there were the plastic dinners and you would put them in the oven or you'd put them in the microwave. And I, I just, I, it's like, I had this epiphany of, of who said this was okay. <laughs> like you really need to tell, and I was eight and I'm not saying I'm smarter than anyone else, but I'm just saying like, it, it, I was eight years old and I could see that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, um, so, but yeah, it's, we, have to also acknowledge how much they've been censoring even stories like mine. I'm not pro or against anything. I'm pro informed consent. Yes, absolutely. I am like, Hey, look, if you want to get vaccinated, go for it. Like I'm, I'm not going to talk bad about you. I'm just going to, I'm going to try to warn people and I, I pray that it will not happen to them, but to take someone's story like me and to try to censor it, even though it's backed by science, even though it's been proven to happen for decades, they've known this. That should really make people wonder as well. And then you really have to get into, okay, well, who's censoring who and who are they partnering with? Well, Google, Facebook, YouTube, and a whole slew of other people are in with Big Pharma. Yeah. They're, <laughs> so why why would we expect them not to censor the truth? It's just, it really is amazing and, and not a good way. But I'm hoping that this will really make people ponder what is true and what is a, what is a lie. And why are they promoting these free shots? Nothing's free. Let's think about it. Nothing's free. Why would they? Because they're going to get a customer out of you. You'll be in the emergency room with a high fever or you'll have some kind of weird flu after that. You know what I mean? Like it's just it, it just is a revolving cycle of sickness. And I, I pray I really do pray that I that I'm able to help other people wake up to this truth. Even if it's uncomfortable, we've got to wake up. I think folks need to take more responsibility on themselves for their health and well-being instead of just relying on big pharma or the government or whoever to assure that for them. They, they need to do a little more research and a little more digging. Yeah. And um, I told Ted, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't have strong feelings one way or the other on vaccines, but I do feel like it's not the government's place to tell me what I have to inject in my child's body or in my body. Exactly. 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 And that's, that's the thing. I mean, if we're, if we're truly a free country, then this shouldn't even be on the table considering how they are made that on a religious, on a religious basis should, should wake a lot of people up. And if, if people don't want to believe that, I mean, this is, um, WI 38 and MRC five, those are code for the babies that were used. It was a little boy and a little girl. And these are the same cell lines that have been cycled for over and over and over. But I truly, I I believe it goes deeper than that. And I believe it goes further than that, but I'll kind of keep that to myself right now. But, um, but it's, it's, it's really, it's interesting, um, that, people who say that they're pro-life would not want to look into this more because you have to have, I mean, you have to, they they require a child. Yeah, that's pretty scary. It seems like that's like something that China would do, not something that would happen in the United States. Well, it's happening and that's why people need to stand up because look, it doesn't matter if you're for or against vaccinations, you should absolutely be for our rights to say, you know, hey, I, I don't want this in my body or I do want this in our body because where where would it stop if we let this go? What's to say they're not going to say, you know what, you've had too many children. You're not going to be, I'm not going to allow you to have any more children. You know what, you're too sick. I'm not going to give you the treatment anymore for your cancer. Or I'm not going to give you the treatment. You know what I mean? Where, where is enough enough? We can't, we can't give this up. We can't because this is going to be a downward spiral from there. We're already in the spiral, I feel like. Well, I want to go back to your use of cannabis. I had an, sure. another lady on, uh, Laura Etson, 
She has Ehlers Danlo syndrome. Yeah. So she had lots of trouble with gastroparesis and was looking at having. She actually on IV nutrition was having all sorts of dystonia and stuff. And her roommate said, "Hey, try this dab." And it was a high CBD dab. And it's like her her dystonia just stopped. Yes. And because of that, she's been able to you know gain weight and look like a, a you know person again. <laughs> yes, a person instead of a skeleton. Yes. A skeleton with flesh draped over it. Yes. Is so I was curious as to what kind of helps you because she said high THC strains they actually exacerbate her problem. So she has to do CBD. I, I need a little bit of THC because of um, because of the nausea aspect, but the CBD and this, um, you know, all, all the other components really help. Um, my I, I'm hyper adrenic. So that means that I go into fight or flight in order to keep my vitals elevated. Um, otherwise, I'll have like a blood pressure of 60 over 40. And well, you just you're not very bright when you have a blood pressure that low. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so I. I my constant job is to make sure that I'm not um, robbing my adrenals, but also stopping that sympathetic response and trying to get the parasympathetic response, which is your rest and recovery, which is where your body is is able to calm down and relax. Um, and so that's what the cannabis does for me is 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 elicits that that rest and recovery response because without that, then you will burn out your adrenals. That's just what happens. Um, <laughs> that's that's how our bodies work. It helps with that, but also it allows me to kind of get above my situation. And think about the other things besides my chronic health issue. Not so overwhelmed with what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing. I'm able to be myself still, honestly. I, it, it's, I mean, that that's the truth of it. I, I can still be me despite this health issue with the use of cannabis. That's that's huge. That's oh, absolutely for me. That's <laughs> so. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I your friend that has Ehlers Danlos syndrome is absolutely right on with that because, and, and it's not just a coincidence that she would have that same response as, as, as me for the cannabis, you know, but yeah, too much THC can, uh, can increase paranoia and things like that. So that's not something you'd want to do if you're hyperadrenic. You're in Georgia and you can get a, a medical license, right? Yes. But you don't have access. Right. There's no dispensaries there. So right. you're still having to buy off the black market. So how do you, Make sure you find something, a product that meets your physical needs. That's not, you know, has 20% THC when you don't need that. Yeah. So basically right now for people like me, it's, it's, it's risky because I don't, you know, especially when you're on a fixed income, like you don't have money to waste, you know? So if I get something that the content is just too high, then I'm out of that money. You know, and, and so it's something that it, it's just for now, it is the way that it is. And it shouldn't be like this. It just, it shouldn't be this way. Does it look like there's any change on the horizon in Georgia? I mean, do you think in this legislative session, something might break loose and you might actually get legal access to product? Uh, you know, I would be hopeful. Uh, Ted would know more about that than me, but, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm hopeful. Honestly, um, I've been locked away for so long and, and basically isolation with being so sick. I'm just now starting to get out. That's how I met Ted. And, um, I, I definitely want to share my story, um, as much as I can in order to help, help this process, because there's no way that you, especially like not just with the vaccine injury, but also with, with cannabis use, you can't it, can't, it can't be argued in a case like this. Um, it's, it's apparent, it's an obvious thing. So I, I'm hoping that I can help the movement and that other people like me will stand up and, and speak out because there's this, um, this idea that, oh, if you just keep quiet and do your own thing, then everything will be okay. No, if you keep quiet and do your own thing, you will, you will lose your rights. Everyone else will too. So it's time for us to stand up. It's time for us to be honest, and it's time for us to make some some decisions as to um, what we can do to to get this more not even just accepted, but 
for on a medical level, I mean, this is ridiculous to here's a license, but I'm not going to tell you how to get it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say where to get it from. And, you know, you may be breaking laws to do it, but there you, there's, there's a card that I just made you pay for, you know? It's just- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, your get out of jail free card, I guess, but it's not free. Right. And so I just, you know, it, I, it's a little comical, but at the same time. Um, at least y'all have that. We don't even have that in Texas. In Texas, we can't even go into court and use medicinal cannabis as a reason for why we had cannabis. So Really? Yeah. And see, that's, yeah. it, all this has to change. And I, I truly believe with more people speaking out about it, it will, um, it, it, it has to, the dialogue has to change. When enough people stand up, that's why I, I'm calling people and you're calling people to stand up, to speak your truth and to not be afraid about it. Because if we allow fear to bind us, then we've bound ourselves and in a in a hell type situation with with losing our our freedom of speech, losing our rights to our own choices and and healthcare, and this these are just two topics that we're talking about, but it has a cascading effect. So, uh, I, I I pray that people wake up. I really do because no one should live like this. No one should be sick. No one should be hooked up to tubes all the time. There's a lot of people um, with this disorder that they have numerous tubes. They are constantly hospitalized. And I am, I've made it a choice to fight for my life and to also help other people fight for their lives. And the only way to do that is to talk. I really appreciate you letting me talk, even though this was totally, <laughs> I didn't expect this. And I, I feel, I yeah, feel, thanks, Ted. Right? I feel a little like I'm, I'm probably not doing that great, but you know. No, I, I think I, it's been trying. good. I think it's, yeah. I, I think it's great. I think this is an issue that, that people need to be aware of. And I've, I've been looking for somebody to come on and kind of talk about this, these two things in conjunction with one another for quite some time. So I was, I was glad when Ted recommended that, you have a chat with me. Wow. And please know, like I I've been sick too. So, um, I, I can talk even better than this. <laughs> I do promise you, but I've, well, I've especially when you get it sprung you. on you at the last minute. So, I mean, that, that you don't even get a chance to kind of mentally prepare. Well, how am I going to start? What am I going to say? Right. So but, no, I, I think it's been very good. And I think it's, it's, I I'm hoping it will give people some food for thought. And, and one of the things that we do encourage here is that people take responsibility for their own health, not leave it up to the government or, you know, the doctors. You know, I'm not saying discount doctor's advice, oh, but, yeah. but be an educated Work patient. in tandem with mm-hmm. the doctors. Yeah. You know? But that, that's the thing. We're not supposed. We're not sheep. We're not just supposed to follow. You know, fo- follow what people tell us. But for so long, look, the doctors don't know. The doctors do not know about vaccine injury because they've never been taught about it. They were. I think it was like four or six hours total that they ever had on vaccines, and it was just the schedule. So that's that is. I don't think that all the doctors are doing it for money. I don't think all of them are doing it in, in you know to to hurt people. I think that they truly. Feel like they're helping people because they've been sold a lie. Right. That's what they've been told. And and just like they never knew anything about the endocannabinoid system. Exactly. You know, so it's, it's just a matter of of, lack of knowledge. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I don't think we can attribute everything to, to poor motives on the, on the doctor's part. Part. Exactly. And and I, I wanted to be very clear about that too. Yeah. You know? And and I, I believe that there are, you know, there there's some good, you know, people out there in, in politics and a lot of not so good ones, you know, but but people like us have to stand up and 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 start pressing into what we know is right and what as Americans, we should have access to, and that's the right to decide what goes in our body and the right to how to treat our bodies. So um, if we lose that, I mean, what is there? Yeah, we can't really claim to be a free society when we, as consenting adults, are not free to choose what we put in our body or what we do not put in our body. Right. I mean, that's like saying, you know what? You can't have any more fresh fruit and vegetables. You can only have processed foods from now on because we've deemed, you know what? E. coli is just a horrible thing right now. And we don't want to get sick. <laughs> no more fruits and vegetables. Everyone on processed food. That's that's kind of the the um, the similarities that I see with um, with with things right now, the way that modern medicine is 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 trying to dictate. And it's not even modern medicine. It's it's big pharma. 
Um, so again, and the doctors are treating with the tools that they've been taught to treat with. So it's, it's not even, it's, I don't think this is born from, from, from a, from a place of, 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 you know, just (laughs) of malice. I, I truly, I truly believe that they don't know any better. And that's where I come in and I'm like, you know, I'm vaccine injured. (laughs) And, and I highly suggest you as my doctor to look up these things because, it's important that you know, it's important that your children know, because I don't, I don't tell people just for myself. I don't, this isn't about me. This is about you. This is about your children, your grandchildren, your patients, whatever the situation is, your friends. I, I, I'm speaking out because I care because no one should have to deal with this. I think it is important for people to know, and then they can make an informed decision as to what way they want to proceed. Right. Right. And I pray they do. And I, I know that the more we speak out, the, the, the more people will consider it. So I, I'm thank, I'm so thankful that <laughs> that I've gotten the opportunity to talk to you. And um, I, I just, I really appreciate your time and consideration. Absolutely. No, I was, I was glad when Ted made the suggestion. So I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. And I hope it's some food for thought for folks as, uh, as they go through their week. Absolutely. Well, if you have any more questions for me, please let me know. I'll send you that link. I'll get your information from Ted and, and we'll, um, I feel like we'll probably be in touch a little bit. Um, I would, I would like to, to send you anything that you, that, you know, I mean, just let me know anything that you need. Um, I w I want to be of help. So I thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate you coming on and and sharing with us, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you found relief for your symptoms with cannabis, but it, it it's sad that, you know, some of this could have been preventable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we, we make the best of it, right? And I, I'm just, I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful for it. And I am grateful f- even more for the people who will fight for me to be able to continue to medicate and for others to be able to continue to medicate in a safe way. For me, this all goes back to liberty. Yes, there are medicinal benefits to cannabis, but this is a liberty issue for me. You know, the government shouldn't have the authority. They don't have the authority to tell us what they we can and can't put in our body. So regardless of how you feel about this, it's it's not the government's job to tell us what we should put in our body or what we should not put in our body. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the sad part is, is same thing with, with vaccinations people believe that there's that they're mandatory right now they're already assuming that they're mandatory they're already assuming they're and and you know what <laughs> you know what the problem with assuming is that's know? right <laughs> like, that's right so um so i just I, I i urge people to really really contemplate what is going on and and what the reality is because what we have thought was real is is not and uh, I, it's, brainwashing yeah it, yes really absolutely absolutely yeah it, it, i mean they they get they get 13 years to do it so they're they're pretty good at it unfortunately i yeah. was really talking about tv ads oh yeah and, yeah well, i was talking about the government's brainwashing astroturfing <laughs> on, on the nightly news yep yeah no you're absolutely right it's crazy, but you know what? Like enough of us is, are going to stand up and speak out, and I do believe um, we will make a difference. But we can't stop, and we have to continue to share our stories and and to speak out. And I, I thank you so I cannot thank you enough for letting me share, even as impromptu as it is. You yeah, know? <laughs> no, it's been a, absolutely my pleasure. So I was I was glad when Ted said, "Hey, my friend's coming over. She could talk about this," and I'm yeah. like. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get, so I, I appreciate you being willing to do it on the fly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope that, <laughs> I hope that I've done it well enough for you. <laughs> you no, know? I think you're good. I think it's good. So no, I so. think it'll be great. So I really appreciate your time today. You too. And I'll, I'll definitely, I'll get your information from, um, from, um, from Ted. <laughs> this is, that's how that's how bad the brain fog is. Okay, Obviously, the bad I thing is though, I name. I don't even have that excuse, and I still called you the wrong name. <laughs> oh Lord! Actually, um, there was a, a recent study. Um, so with people with dysautonomia, um, we have uh, vascular leaking, arterial leaking, <laughs> and then also um, hypo hypoperfusion. Uh, anyway, some basically the lack of blood volume is so. Um, to our brain is so vastly affected that it forces most of us to lay down for us to cognitively be able to be clear again. 
Um, and so like, obviously I can't, I can't live life laying down. That's right. You know, but that's what my body would like me to be. So right now I'm wrapped up like a Christmas present, you know, with so many pairs of compression hose on and socks. And, you know, I mean, it's, I, I mean, if, look, if I ever get into an accident and I got this many layers on, God help them. <laughs> yeah, they, like, they'd never cut you out of there. They need the jaws of life to get the compression hose off yeah, of you. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, you take care. Have a great All right, day. Y'all too. Thanks a bunch. All right. Show notes for today's episode can be found out at CannabisHillsby.com slash 104. We're going to be back on Thursday with a follow-up episode to today's episode. We're going to talk to Brittany Schaefer about some vaccine mandates that are going on around the country. Again, this goes back to bodily autonomy and medical freedom. And if the government can tell us what we have to inject into our body, are we really free people? So we're going to discuss that with Brittany. We're hoping to take the emotion out of the conversation and just have a fact-based discussion about vaccines and vaccine mandates. So we'll be back here on Thursday. You guys have a great week. I hope that you're staying safe. I hope that you're staying healthy. And I hope that you have lots of toilet paper. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Be back here on Thursday. Hit the subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode of the Cannabis Heals Me podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you're using. Do you have a suggestion for a guest on Cannabis Heals Me? Send an email to podcast at CannabisHealsMe.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please do not take any information from Cannabis Heals Me or its guests as medical advice. Contact your licensed physician before taking cannabis or using it for medical treatments.